We did a series uh, over the summer uh, in youth, and it was a lot of fun. I wanted to share a little bit of that with you um, today. And I have young kids, and so uh, if you have young kids, or, or any kids for that matter, you probably know that there are certain uh, tunes and songs that, that uh, are played with such repetition that they literally haunt you in your sleep, right? Anyone know what I'm talking about? Like, maybe, well, for instance, Christmas was just a couple days ago. So you, you parents with young kids, you're probably already over the toys that make noise and the cheesy sing-alongs that you just hear, you know, already all hours of the day. And, and just me? Okay. <laughs> Sorry, bad dad status right now. But, uh, but uh, seriously, there, there's these certain songs that you hear that just get stuck. And it's like, oh, God, help me. Right? And uh, one of those is, uh, there's, there's this little company called Disney, and they put out this movie called uh, Frozen. Anyone heard of Frozen? Right? Um, there's a song on there called Let It Go. Anyone heard that one? Let It Go? When we did this in the summer, I, I, I made the mistake of like having everyone sing it. And so then, throughout the whole message, every time I said Let It Go, they would just continue the song, and I'd be like... So don't do that this morning, but uh, unless you just really feel the Holy Spirit leading you. But, um, but this, uh, during this series, I showed a co- some really funny clips that had to do with the song, Let It Go. And uh, we showed like five or six of them. I chose my favorite three and chopped it down a little bit. And just wanted to share that with you just to get things started. So check out these, uh, these funny clips, Let It Go, and enjoy. Let it go. No school. Let it go. Let it go. This would be um day three. School still out. All day. Frozen. Elsa. What's what's the snowman name? Olaf and what's the sister name that froze everybody up from the beginning? Elsa. Elsa, what's the other one name? Anna. Anna. If I ever could choke some cartoon characters, it'll be them. Kristoff, all them. I'd kill them if I could. Please don't kill Elsa. Please don't kill Elsa. Oh, man. I had to share that with you guys. 
I don't know what's funnier, you know, just relating to that poor lady uh, through the struggle or the fact that a uh, Norwegian heavy metal band covered a Disney song like that. I don't know. But uh, all that to say, let it go. Hey, uh, <laughs> I know that was fun, but seriously, um, maybe you've heard this phrase, let go and let God. Anyone heard that one? Let go and let God. Now, this is a, a well-meaning Christian t-shirt, encouraging bumper sticker type of statement, right? But I have a lot of trouble with this one. Let go and let God. Like, here's some examples. Man, life is not making sense right now. I've never felt so stressed out. Hey, let go and let God, brother, right? Or I've got more month at the end of the money and I don't know what to do. Hey, let go and let God, right? Or nothing I do seems to work out and I'm at the end of my rope. Let go. Oh, wait, don't let go. <laughs> but, uh, but let God, right? Or here's the thing. It, it's way easier said than done. Like if you're on the receiving end of that, it, it's not, it's like, wow, you, what? Like if you were to come and unload on me this, 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 this big, you know, burden that you've been dealing with, this struggle that you're going through, and you take the time and go into the detail, and, and my response to you is, hey, let go and let God. You're not going to leave that conversation feeling very encouraged or empowered. It's not like some light bulb comes on in your head when you hear that statement, and all of a sudden you feel like everything's going to be okay. Right? Am I the only one? I've been on the receiving end of it, and, I, and, and I'm just like, what do I do with that? Let go and let God? Especially if you aren't the one who's dealing with something. But on the other hand, there is truth to the phrase as well. Too often we hold tightly to our issues and our struggles and our addictions and the things that are holding us back because we feel like if we do truly let go, we're weak and vulnerable. But here's the thing. God is asking us to let go. It's faith. You can't overcome sin, not on your own. You are no match for temptation in your own power because we have a sin nature. Sin wins every time unless we surrender control to God. Amen? So we have to let go of our control because only through the victory of Jesus Christ we can overcome sin and temptation. Let it go. Everyone say, let it go. Uh, see, I'm glad oh, some of, someone started singing, Donna, I love you. We often try to fix dark places in our lives by finding the, the right prescription or having the perfect relationship or the correct distraction or hobby in our lives. And here's the thing. God is asking us to just let it go. Sometimes we even pray, God, help me, deliver me from this yet we are still holding tight to the things that we're dealing with. So God is like, I want to help you, but you have to let me, right? God's not going to just force his way in. Oh, you, you won't let it go, so I'm just going to pry it out of your fingers, right? You have to let it go. It's faith, and that's hard. But look at 1 Peter 5, 7. This is an amazing verse. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Let go of all of your anxiety because God cares for you. And I think too often we're either holding tightly to our anxieties or we're casting our anxiety and issues on friends and family or casting them on social media, right? Listen, 
If you've got an issue or a struggle, don't get on Facebook. You need to get on your face and cry out to God. Amen. Put your face in the book and seek the real answers instead of, hey, uh, I'm going through this struggle. Uh, anyone out there in uh, La La Land, uh, can you relate to me and, you know, and just tell me that, you know, I'm not alone. In this. Listen, you're not alone, but God, God is asking you, let go. Let go. Amen? He, he's here for you. He cares for you, that verse says. I think this whole thought of letting go can also apply to our future, to our dreams and desires. Now, we can't reach what God has for us until we're willing to let go of the things that we want and think we need. God's asking for control. And that's really, really hard for a lot of us, right? Like God is saying, let go of control. And we're like, ah, you know the song, Jesus, take the wheel, you know? <laughs> Don't wait until it's, you know, uh, yo, oh, okay, wait. Now Jesus needs to take the wheel because I'm about to have a wreck. You know, just give God control right now, right? Man, let go. There's an awesome book called The Circle Maker by Mark Batterson. And uh, in it, he says, we pray ASAP prayers, but we need to be ready to pray ALAP prayers. And uh, ASAP, as soon as possible. ALAP, as long as it takes. And it gave me this thought, and, and we'll put it on the screen. Uh, we often ask God to answer prayers as soon as possible, but we're not willing to pray as long as it takes. Think about that. God, I need you to come through for me. Like now, <laughs> like tomorrow. But what if he doesn't, right? Are, are you willing to let go of the control? Are you willing to surrender that to him and trust that he has a plan and pray through? That's a, that's a statement that you don't hear too often anymore. I grew up hearing it. You got to pray through. Pray until something happens, amen? We often ask God to answer prayers as soon as possible, but we aren't willing to pray as long as it takes. There's power in prayer. God isn't impressed with anyone's prayer, though. It's not our eloquent words and churchy terms that really get God's attention, right? In fact, the most powerful prayer anyone could pray is, help! It really is. So are you willing to, to let go of control? Let it go. Because God is, is standing there ready and waiting for us to cast our anxiety on him, to cast our cares on him, because he cares for us. Amen? So, so let it go. Stop trying to figure things out on your own. Sometimes we need to let go of our own understanding. Like we can try to figure out life and figure out how to solve this problem or that issue, but you can only go so far with your own understanding, right? Like the smartest person in here is not me. And uh, you can only go so far in your own understanding. It takes trust. It takes faith. And that's why the Bible says in Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean, do not depend on your own understanding. Other versions say lean not on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Man, it could be a scary thing to trust God with your future, with those decisions, both big and small, but God is asking you to let it go. Now, it doesn't mean throw caution to the wind. Hey, let it go, you know, and just, just waltz through life, just, you know, careless. No, we, we got we to gotta draw close to God, and he will draw close to us. We got to work hard. We got to get into his word to truly discover what it is that he would have us do. Amen? But as far as the control goes and the dependency, we have to give it to him. Right? We have to depend fully on him. Don't depend on your own understanding. Let go of that.
So what else can we let go of? Well, the Bible talks a lot about bitterness and anger. Maybe someone's done something to you or against you, and you've been holding on to bitterness. You have anger or resentment towards that person. Now listen, the Bible is clearly saying, let go of that. Look at Ephesians 4, 31. Get rid of, let go of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Let go of all bitterness, rage, and anger, and harsh words, and slander, and evil behavior. Let it go. Pastor Jason, he, he says this often, you know, bitterness is like a pill that you swallow, hoping it affects somebody else, right? Meanwhile, it's killing you. Let it go, right? And when you forgive somebody, when you let go of that, it's not making what they did right, but it's making you right. It's putting you at peace, amen? Let go of all bitterness, rage, and anger, and harsh words. Get rid of it. Maybe you're here and you're thinking, I can't. I can't let it go. I can't shake this addiction, this bad habit, this bitterness and hatred towards that person. I can't let go of trying to control my future. Listen, the power of the Holy Spirit is something that is so amazing that if you allow it to be active in your life, you can let go of these things. No matter how tight of a grip you might have on it or you feel like it might have on you, you can let it go today. Amen? Look at Philippians 4.13. We, we, we all probably know this one. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It doesn't say some things or the things that you really, really, really try hard on. No, all things through Christ, not through your own strength, through your strength. And we need to read this verse, not like it's just some you know, other good verse. Read it as a fact, like, let's, let's go into this new year just charging ahead and full of faith, reading God's word as if it's a fact because it actually is. How amazing would it be if we just hit the ground running in 2016 and said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me because it's a fact. We need to start living that way, amen? So let go of the things that are weighing you down. Let go of the things that you feel are, are pulling you away from God's best and God's will let go. And man, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Not in your own strength. Maybe you've tried that before. Maybe it's worn you out. I know I have. But man, when you realize it's, it's greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world, man, he's in you. He, he dwells in you. Release control to him. Let it go. Amen? So maybe you're here and you are thinking you can't. You can. You can in the name of Jesus. So we, as people, we are masters of excuses. Everyone say excuses. Like, it's safe to say we can come up with an excuse for just about anything. Or at least I know my four-year-old can, right? Or, you know, parents of teenagers in here, you know exactly what I'm talking about, right? Uh, why didn't you finish that homework? Oh, why, wait, I thought I told you hours ago to clean this room. What? You know, and I bet they have a, a pretty good excuse, right? But I think we as adults are pretty good at it too, right? Why, why haven't you read your Bible lately? Well, you know, <laughs> right? Or, you know, why, why haven't you, you know, been talking to that person who seems so down and out and, you know, they, they, they could really use some encouragement? Well, you know, we could come up with 
an excuse for just about anything, but we need to let go of excuses. Better yet, anytime, this is, this is a good one, anytime I see somebody out in public um, that I haven't seen here in a long time, I don't, I don't bust them out. I'm not like, why haven't you been at church, you know? But I just say something simple. Hey, it's good to see you. We miss you. But instantly, they, they have this great excuse of why they haven't been in a long time. And I, I wasn't asking for an excuse, right? Well, you know, I've just been really busy and, you know, work's been crazy and kids have been wild. And, you know, well, it sounds like you need to be here, amen? But listen, the truth is, I know there are some valid excuses. Absolutely. There are some, some, some real good excuses, and God understands those. But listen, when it comes to your spiritual growth, when it comes to your relationship with Jesus, you have to let go of excuses. You can't afford to have excuses. Amen? If you're too busy to read your Bible, if you're too busy to draw close to Jesus and steal away some time with him daily, if you're too busy to share the gospel with somebody, then you are too busy. Let it go. Let go of excuses and put a priority on your relationship with Christ. Maybe you feel like you can't get it right. You don't have what it takes to do the right thing or live for God or to know Jesus more. Well, we're going to look at some uh, passages in Second Peter. Um, is it okay if we, we go to God's word today? I mean, it's just, there, there's so much power in God's word. And uh, we're going to look in Second Peter 1. And it says this, verse 3, By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. <laughs> we could just stop right there. Everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him. Everyone say, know him. The one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. This passage is such a good reminder because I still find myself using excuses when it comes to the things of God. But we've been given everything we need, this verse says. Now, when I use this verse and speak with it, I usually stop here at verse 3. But when I was studying it earlier this week, I realized it's just one piece of a bigger picture. So we're going to look at the next few verses as they continue in, in verse 4. And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. Everyone say promises. These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. Another amazing verse. Wow. He's given us promises. In fact, for every excuse you have, he has a promise. And he's given that to us. And get this, you get to share in his divine nature. That's unbelievable to me. And yet, we come up with excuses. We got to let go of those. And yet, we live with bitterness and anger towards somebody. We got to let go of those. Because we get to share in his divine nature. Wow. And side note, look at Colossians 2.9. For in Christ lives all the fullness of God in human body. So if you've received Jesus as your Savior and Lord, he dwells in you. Therefore, you and I have the fullness of God living in us. Isn't that amazing? We share his divine nature. So there is no room 
for rage and anger and bitterness and filthy language. There is no room for excuses. We got to let go of those things. Amen. So Brian's going to come up as we continue in this. This is, this is such good stuff, guys. Just really lean into this. Second Peter 1, 5 through 7. This, this, this passage continues now in verse 5. In view of all this, <laughs> make every effort to respond to God's promises. So see, we have a progression here. First, in verse 3, it says, He's given us everything we need for giving a God, living a godly life. So no excuse there because we've been given everything we need. And it says in verse three, how do we receive these? By coming to know him, right? And then we read that he's given us precious and perfect promises so that we can share his divine nature. And now in view of all this, make every effort to respond. Every effort. That means there is no valid excuse. Every effort to respond to his promises. Now, this is where, where it really, really gets just awesome here. Supplement your faith with generous provision of moral excellence and moral excellence with knowledge and knowledge with self-control and self-control with patient endurance and patient endurance with godliness and godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love for everyone. Wow. What a list, <laughs> right? We can probably come up with some good excuses for why we can't grow in knowledge or, or work on our self-control or you know, good excuses of why we can't be patient or live a godless, a godly life with moral excellence or why we can't love everyone. Like, there's an excuse for each of those, at least in my mind. But those excuses are invalid. We have to let go. Amen? Let go. Make every effort to respond to God's promises. So listen, why is this important? This is where the passage wraps up in in 1 Peter or 2 Peter verse 1, 8 through 11. The more you grow like this, so this this is just assuming that you are growing. (laughs) Kind of important. The more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But those who fail to develop in this way are short-sighted or blind forgetting that they have been cleansed from their old sins. So dear brothers and sisters, work hard. Everyone say work hard to prove that you really are among those God has called and chosen. Do these things and you will never fall away. Then God will give you a grand entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Wow. What a passage. I don't know about you, but I want to actually be productive and useful for God's kingdom. Amen? And so that takes me being willing to let go of control. It takes me being willing to let go of things in my life that are not pleasing to God. Right? Those areas of our lives that we, we think nobody knows about. And meanwhile, we forget God knows everything and sees everything. So why not just surrender that to him? Let it go. Now, again, I know, I know 
It's way easier said than done. Like if you are dealing with, with an addiction in this place, to hear, just let it go, I'm not making light of that. I understand. But there is nothing, there is nothing impossible for our God. Amen? So by his power, you can let it go. You can be free. Let it go. Maybe somebody's done you wrong. Maybe someone's done something to you or against you that is just so unspeakable. And you've been holding on to bitterness towards that person. You have to forgive. You have to let it go. Oftentimes, the things that we hold on to hold us back. God wants to propel you into the future he has for you. And it takes letting go. Amen? Let go of excuses. I know most people's excuses for not coming to Jesus they may seem valid and maybe you've used them, but, but they're really not. Listen to this. I'm not good enough. No worries. All have sinned and fall short. It's by the grace of God you've been saved through faith. I've messed up too much. Yeah, me too. So stop trying to fix yourself on your own. Come to Jesus because he loves you through your struggle and is only the one who can actually help you through it and overcome it. Amen. I'll never do anything great for God. Actually, you're called according to his will and purpose, and he has plans to give you hope and a future. Remember every excuse he has a promise? Well, I'm scared. God is perfect. God is love. And the Bible says perfect love casts out all fear. The verses we just looked at, and Peter concluded that we should respond to God's promises respond. Don't be like what verse 9 said, failing to develop and forgetting that we've been cleansed of our sin. Man, I've been so guilty of that, and I know I'm not alone. I mean, in a room full of amazing people who are faithful, I mean, you're here this morning, but it's, it's not enough to just know about Jesus. It's not enough to come and hear about Jesus. You actually have to live like Jesus, <laughs> Right? So I know I've been so guilty of using excuses and forgetting that I've been cleansed from my sin. And we can't. We can never forget what Christ has done for us. I mean, this past week we celebrated his birth. He came for us. And he came to cleanse us from our sins, to show us the way to live, to make a way for us. We can't ever forget that. So allow that just to throw out any excuse you might have this morning for responding to him. Allow that to throw out and let go of the things you're dealing with and going through. Most of the things we're holding on to, like I said, they're holding us back. So here's what you need to know today. You have a father in heaven who will never let go of you so you can let go of it. Amen? He's holding you. So we can let go of fear today because he's holding you. He has you. So listen, let's, let's bow our heads together in this place. And before we, we conclude 
with just the prayer for all of us, I want to first say that if there's anybody in this room who throughout this message you feel like, wow, I I don't even have a relationship with God. I've not surrendered my heart and life to Jesus Christ to be my Lord and Savior. You realize that there's a void in your life. You've been trying to fill it with stuff only to end up feeling empty again. Come to Jesus. Or maybe you've ran off. You've strayed from the path. Come back to Jesus. If that's you, and you recognize right now you need a Savior, you recognize that you're living in sin and you need to surrender to Jesus, you need to ask him to to be Lord and Savior over your life and over your heart, would you just slip your hand up right now? And let's make things right today. Yeah, I see your hand. Amen. Anyone else? All of heaven rejoices. Anyone else in this place? Awesome. So before we move on, man, if you raised your hand, I'm going to lead a prayer. You don't have to repeat after me. It's not my words that are saving you. It's your faith being placed in Jesus and what he's done for you. So right now, open up your heart. Invite him in. Jesus, thank you so much for coming for us, for rescuing us. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. We believe that you lived a perfect, sinless life. We believe that you died on the cross for our sin to make a way for us to be in right standing with God. How we believe that You were put in a grave, but you didn't stay there. You rose again, Jesus, and you're alive right now. So God, in the meantime, until we see you face to face one day, give us the strength we need. God, when things are tempting to hold tightly to that are not of you, help us to let go of those things. Give us the strength we need, God, every step of the way. In your awesome name, Jesus. I'd love to pray for... Everyone in this room, myself included, let's just, let's just join together. And if you're able, would you stand to your feet as we close? Like I said, we have a Father in heaven who will never let go of us so we can let go of the pain. We can let go of the bitterness. We can let go of that addiction. We can let go of that self-loathing. We can let go of that fear. We can let go of that thing that is holding you back from God's best. Amen? So listen, right now, whatever that is in your life, because I know we covered a broad spectrum of things and there's still a lot of things that we didn't talk about, but you know right now in your heart, you need to let it go. So whatever that thing is right now, I'm going to lead a prayer and I would ask that you would just say a prayer to the Lord yourself as I lead. And if you're comfortable, even just as a sign of surrender, man, slip your hands up and just allow that weight to be lifted off of you. Let it go. Jesus, we come to you now and we thank you for your power. God, power that can break any chain, that can break any addiction, that can help us overcome temptation. Lord, if that's something that we're struggling with in this place, God, help us let it go right now. Right now, God, may we experience your freedom. Lord, if we've been harboring bitterness towards somebody because of something that has been done to us or towards us, Lord, we forgive right now. We let it go, Jesus. God, come in like a flood. Comfort those who need comfort. God, for those who feel they need a tight grip on their future, 
They need the control. They need to know what, what tomorrow holds and what five years holds. God, we surrender control to you. We don't lean on our own understanding, God. We want to lean only on you, Jesus. We let it go. God, if there's anything else, God, that is holding us back from what you have for us, Lord, we let it go right now. We surrender to you, Jesus. We thank you that your Holy Spirit is going to help us. Thank you for your promises. God, thank you for your power. Thank you that we've been given everything we need for living a godly life. So we have no excuse. We let it go. I pray all these things in your strong and powerful name, Jesus. Amen.